Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to Branching Out, an upbeat, friend-building, Christian-uniting ministry. We discuss topics concerning our faith, review Christian news, do a devotional, and offer prayers and praise that you share with us. Never be alone. Join us. You can reach us at our website, branchliving.com, or through Facebook at Branch Living. There we have an international community, and it would be a privilege to have you join us. There you can comment, post photos, prayer requests, praise reports. So join us on Facebook at Branch Living. You can also email your prayer requests and praise reports to me at lisa at branchliving.com. We podcast once a week, and the heart of our podcast is our Branch Living message. We chat about issues in our lives, read a devotion, hear Christian news and good news from around the world, and we end with your comments or prayers and praise. So join us and spread the word. We would love to hear from you. And with that, let us join the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise you for a new year. We praise you for new beginnings. We thank you, Father, for bringing us to this point. We ask you, Father, to use us in this new year to benefit and to spread your kingdom. Help inspire us and help enlighten us to know why we're here and what we should be doing for you. Give us the joy of your salvation, the joy of your presence, and the joy of each other. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Um, This is incredible, and the holidays go so, so fast. We get ready for Thanksgiving, and then we get ready for Christmas, and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it's New Year's. And uh, where does the time go? It goes by so, so fast. So today we're going to share some time and talk about the power of a new year. So the power of a new year rests in one word, new. Newness is something we all seek. We want a new life. We want new chances. We want new hopes. And as we go through life, we know as Christians that the key components of this life are endurance and perseverance. Yet in the midst of difficult times, when our perseverance wears thin, We all want new hope, new dreams, and a new life. So how do we satisfy this desire for a new or a renewed life? Well, we find it in a God who promises to make all things new. As we begin this new year, it is a good time to remind ourselves of what scripture promises in terms of newness and the God we serve. While I don't like to quote scripture out of context, I do believe that in this case, there is a definitive pattern. We serve a God who takes what is broken, what is marred with sin, and makes all things new. So the scripture passages I'm going to reference are from the ESV, and they go as follows. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I am doing a new thing and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And then from 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And then from Joel 2, 25 through 26, I will restore you to the I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, 
the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. Then from Revelations 21, 1 through 27, And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And again, that is from Revelations 21, 1 through 27. And we hear throughout history how many Christians really just kind of walk the path toward that vision, that new Jerusalem, uh, the time when there is no more crying and no more tears and uh, God dwells among his people. So what a joyous view point that is. Um, I just really love that last verse, again, the one from Revelations and the hope it brings. I don't know that any of us would fully long for and appreciate that new Jerusalem if we had not lived in this world. We need to see and experience what the world is like when man is in charge to fully embrace and long for a world in which God is fully in charge. And the same is true for our lives. Often we have to make mistakes and suffer consequences of times when we don't follow God. But when we turn back to Him, He does make our lives new. So with the excitement of starting a brand new year, let us each remember that truly, we only get a fresh start when we repent of our past and we turn back to God. We follow His ways and we listen to His voice. That is how we get a fresh start. And that is the best way by far to begin a new year. So take time this season, this new year, to ask yourself the following questions and to reflect on the answers that come to mind. Ask the Holy Spirit to inspire you as you reflect and pray. And here are five good questions to ask yourself. What areas of my life do I need to repent of? And again, we do this so that we can kind of bring to mind the things that didn't go well, didn't go right, so we can have those former things pass away through the forgiveness of God. The second question, what parts of my life have I not surrendered to God? In other words, what do you hold so close that God can't be right there between you and it? Because we need to always put God first. And so what things do you hold so tightly to that you can't surrender those to God? What aspects of my life do I particularly need to make new? And this is an area to really reflect on. You know, 
What areas of your life do you feel are just not in sync with God's will or not in sync with where God wants you to be? And again, that takes that quiet time and that prayer and that time of reflection. And you know, during the holiday season, that is precious time and that it's time that is hard to find. But that's kind of a good thing about a new year too, is that we set that craziness aside and we really do need to spend time then in reflection and thinking about the great God we serve. Do I trust God to guide me in this year ahead? And that's a really important one. That again goes back to not surrendering everything to God. I mean, do we really trust him that he's going to lead us into the year that we should be in? And we really need to reflect if we don't, you know, what areas don't we trust him with? And then the last one is, will I truly seek his will and thereby have the newness that he promises? And that again is when we are in his will, when we are seeking his will, when we are listening to his voice, then we get the newness that he promises. So take time to reflect on the questions and to listen to the answer that the Holy Spirit will provide. It is the best time you will spend this year in prayer, I promise. And I'm gonna end with a prayer for this section that was posted on Christianity, Christianity Today it was posted December 9th, 2021, and it's from Joan Walker Hahn from the Encouragement Cafe, New Year Prayers for 2022 to Renew Our Hearts and Minds. Heavenly Father, thank you for making all things new. As another year begins, help me live each day for you. I continually have a new song in my heart to sing to you, no matter what comes my way. I trust you because I know that your mercies are new every morning and nothing ahead of me will take you by surprise. In Jesus' name, amen. And I love that part that she states that nothing in the year ahead will take God by surprise. I think sometimes we forget that, that um, when bad things happen, God's not surprised by them. We might be surprised. I think this pandemic, this two-year pandemic has uh, taken all of us by surprise, but it was not a surprise to God. And uh, there's real comfort in knowing that God is walking through this with us and that he is in charge ultimately in spite of all of the setbacks that we've all had. So I thought I would share some um, just fun things with you now about the new year. I know we talked a little bit about how Christmas is celebrated in different parts of the world, but I wanted to kind of take a peek and see how New Year's is celebrated around the world. And so this comes from a website um, and it's called The Real World. And this was published on the 16th of December, 2021. And the article was called How These Locals Celebrate New Year's Eve Around the World. So in the Philippines, it's called Prosperous polka dots. Philippine locals dress for success on New Year's Eve by wearing polka dots. The idea is that the dots will promise wealth in the upcoming year. A local belief is that roundness, so that polka dot, that circle, is a symbol of prosperity and therefore by wearing polka dots on New Year's Eve, one is then surrounded by roundness. Other round objects people surround themselves with for good fortune include coins and round fruits like oranges. That, that was really, that's a lot of fun. Uh, so in Spain, grapes for goodwill. 
Spaniards participate in one of the more well-known but still unusual of all New Year's Eve's traditions around the world. At the strike of midnight, locals will eat one grape for every ring of the clock bell that makes 12 grapes in total. Those who can accomplish this small task before the end of the bells will be rewarded with good luck in the year to come. Unfortunately, it is said that those who fail to eat all 12 grapes in time will be punished with bad luck. Unlike many other New Year's Eve traditions around the world, the Spanish practice of eating 12 grapes does not have religious significance. Instead, this tradition originates from the early 20th century. At this time, there was a massive grape harvest, more than there ever was demand for, so the king gave the surplus to his citizens to consume on New Year's Eve. So I thought too, maybe the 12 had the symbolism in terms of the 12 disciples, or, but no, it has to do with just a surplus of grapes one year. The next one is uh, from Denmark and it's called the Plate Party. Though it is one of the most cathartic New Year's Eve traditions from around the world, this particular Danish practice is almost extinct. Once, New Year's Eve for the Danish was all about smashing plates outside of their friends' front doors. Some believe that this was a way to leave negativity and aggression in the past and to enter the new year with space for goodwill. Others likely just enjoyed smashing old crockery. It was understood that the bigger the pile of broken plates outside your front door, the more luck there was to be had in the coming year. So Russia, ashes for amity. At a glance, this Russian custom sounds like it would be one of the more sinister, but New Year's Eve's one of the most sinister New Year's Eve's traditions from around the world. Lucky, the ashes involved in this New Year's celebration are not human or even animal ashes. Rather, Russians write their wishes for the future on a piece of paper, and then that paper is burned in, and the ashes produced, and get this, they are poured into a glass of champagne and subsequently consumed by quite literally internalizing one's hopes and dreams it is believed they are more likely to come true. I thought that was a very odd one too, but it kind of, I guess you can understand it, but still very strange. Um, in Japan, the Japanese have one of the tastier New Year's Eves around the world. They start off the new year with a ritual called Tonishikoi Soba, also known as Year Crossing Noodles. The tradition involves eating a steaming bowl of soba noodles. The origin of this custom is unknown, but it still retains a lot of significant symbolism. It is believed that the noodles themselves signify a lengthy and healthy life. Many also think that the resilience of the buckwheat plant, which is what the noodles are made from, will give them strength for the new year to come. Some also understand the length of the noodle denotes the crossing from one year to the following year. So they eat a big bowl of noodles. And then lastly, I saved the last one because it is um, a more church-based tradition from the Tonga. You might be wondering what the country celebrates, which country celebrates New Year's first. Based on its location, 
Relevant to the international dateline, the island of Tonga marks the New Year's first. As a, as a devoutly Christian nation, the Tongans ring in the New Year with their families and the broader community at church services. These services are held at sunset and midnight, which both offer a stunning background to this joyous affair. Regardless of their religious background, anyone who attends these services can feel the unrestrained celebration in the air. These services are overflowing with song and some even accompanied by brass bands from local schools. So I did not know that, that the Tonga is a devoutly Christian nation and they ring in the, the new year with church services held at sunset and then again at midnight. So what a great tradition that is. So thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful New Year's. Uh, Branch Living is a ministry that starts often on New Year's. And so um, if you wanna join us on the website to be able to begin some of the um, New Year's writings and blogs and some things to try to kind of keep you on path with Branch Living, I invite you to do that. I'm gonna conclude with two different prayers. These are New Year's prayers. They were recorded in Women's Day Magazine, December 8th. The first one is from Abby Casket, and these are two prayers, and if you just join me. Dear God, give me the courage to begin again, to overlook the difficulties, to overcome the obstacles, to stay open to the moment as best I can. Help me be patient enough to know it takes time to start over, and wise enough to ask for help from friends and family when I need it. As I look to the future, may I reflect on the past and remember the lessons it's taught me. And God, may I always look to you for strength and for guidance. And then our last one is from J. Bradley Wigger, also from Women's Day Magazine. O oh God of steadfast love, trusting you, we devote our hearts to learning and our lives to walking. Teach us truth that we may walk with courage. Teach us mercy that we may walk with humility. Teach us forgiveness, that we may walk with compassion. Teach us grace, that we may walk with strength. Teach us wonder, that we may walk with praise. Teach us goodness, that we may walk with those in need. O God of steadfast love, learning from you, may we walk well. Amen. Amen and amen. So thank you for joining me, and we will talk again very, very soon. But until then, stay close to God, stay in touch, and I will chat with you again soon. And have a very, very happy new year. Mm -hmm.